It is officially Black Monday in the NFL. Which coaching openings are the most attractive for dynasty owners? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is a very happy Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk because her Steelers officially made the playoffs. You can go read her work at Behind the Steel Curtain and Pro Football Focus. Kate, today we are doing some uh, some Black Monday uh, across the NFL. We've already had several coaches get fired. We're waiting for more news, but... We want to talk about the the coaching spots or the jobs that are open and the ones that have the most value for for dynasty managers. And I think we have to start in Atlanta, correct? Yeah, I think we do. We finally got the word on Sunday night that Arthur Smith is officially out, at which point you may have heard a collective scream um, of joy throughout the universe. Uh, And that collective scream was one from dynasty managers who are just so excited to see Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, all be relieved of their shackles. Now that it's an interesting spot, right? Because as a head coach, you're coming in and really the last kind of missing piece in this puzzle is the quarterback position. And you come in they have the eighth overall pick, obviously not, a prime spot to land one of these like top two or three quarterbacks, but could be a a position where you might have that draft capital to go up and get your guy. And then with the improvements they've made on defense in the past season, like you might be suddenly set. Boom. Yeah, I I agree. Now, a lot of people are going to say the chargers is the most attractive job out there because they have Justin Herbert um, and you're playing in LA the only problem with that job, well, there's a couple of problems. One, you have a cheap owner. Uh, two, you don't even have an own, your own stadium. You share that with somebody else. Uh, three, you are way over the salary cap, and you have a really aging roster. And four, you're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. Like that's that's not fun. Atlanta to me is the one that I would be the most interested in. You play in great weather. You're going to be playing in a dome at least what. 10 times a season because of your team and the saints and that other stuff. But you also have this really good foundation, Kate of a good running back. I I think Drake London is a really good receiver. Uh, Kyle Pitts. We know his upside. The offensive line's good. This is a spot where I think like a Ben Johnson from the Detroit lions has to look at it and be like, Hey, if I can get my version of Jared Goff in Atlanta, with all of these weapons and with an improving defense and a division that's kind of devoid of like other star quarterbacks. Why can't I take this Falcons team and make them an 11 win team right away? Yeah. I I think the pathway here is pretty clear. And 
there's also a number of quarterbacks that could be on the market here via trade. Like even if you're not going to have one of these top end quarterbacks in the draft, Kyler Murray rumored to be on the trading block, Justin Fields rumored to be on the trading block. Like there are so many different avenues that a, an offensive minded coach can step in right away. And again, just kind of take this team right away to a, a division title, which that's got to be super attractive. Now for dynasty managers, it's kind of interesting because we're talking about this, this team and what could be. And I feel like all of these guys are kind of already priced to, you know, reflect that high upside. I think the one asset right now that might be the most intriguing from a cost standpoint given the coaching change is Kyle Pitts, who has continued to fall down the, the ranks in dynasty, obviously start, started off his career red hot. I don't think he was fully healthy this year. No, uh, nonetheless, like not having a quarterback that can deliver him an inaccurate ball sitting right now, tight end eight behind George Kittle, 30 year old <laughs> George Kittle. Tell me you're not going to be all over that Kyle Pitts pricing, especially knowing that a new era is to come. I think it really depends on the coach. And this is why this one is so fascinating for me from a dynasty perspective, because Katie, if they go out and hire, I was going to say Dan Quinn, but they already had Dan Quinn, uh, Raheem Morris, the, the Rams defensive coordinator to run this team. I, I think Raheem Morris could be a really good hire. I don't expect him to be the guy that instantly makes this offense 10 points per game better. But Here's the question though. Like do if you are an organization that has invested that kind of draft capital in the, in the offense, why wouldn't you be getting a, a defense or a, an offensive minded head coach? That is my biggest. Well, like, kind of I agree. I agree. But there's some of these, some coaches want to have, or some organizations they want to have a defensive-minded, tough head coach to become, you know, more of a physical team. But I, I know I agree with you. I, I think if I'm the Falcons, you have to go out and get the the best offensive mind to help you unlock these players, whether that's Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick or whoever you go out and get. It, it, the reason I mentioned Ben Johnson, Kate, is because we've already seen like that offense support. Two running backs, David Montgomery, Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, a number one receiver in Amon Ross, St. Brown, and a number one tight end, and Sam Laporta. If if we saw Ben Johnson go to the Falcons, I I kind of think everybody's a little bit undervalued. You'd have Drake London, who's going as wide receiver 22 right now. I think you would see his value shoot right up. Obviously, I think Kyle Pitts would go up as well. Bijan, you can't really get any higher. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just not super optimistic. That's where Atlanta's going to go. Interestingly, there are not a ton of trades involving Kyle Pitts right now, though this past month, uh, Dynasty Startup ADP, this was the lowest Kyle Pitts has ever been drafted on average in Dynasty Startups uh, over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. The most recent trade we have, and I think it's probably a pretty fair one here, tight end Sam Laporta in a 2024 third-round pick for Kyle Pitts and Christian Watson. <laughs> I probably take the Kyle Pitts side. And see, like that's a that's a fair trade, but I think the lack of trades tells you that like yeah. throw an offer out there. I, I think people are just waiting to see what happens, who ends up being the quarterback and who ends up being the head coach here. 
I think that's fair, but I also think that if you get if you yield some positive results in each of those columns, you're not going to be able to trade for him much longer. So I agree. I agree. Uh, so the Falcons job isn't the only opening that we got on Monday. The Washington Commanders are going to have a new head coach in 2024. Let's discuss that situation next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that these businesses are wearing so many hats that they might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, that process is now so quick and easy. To post your job for free, just go to linkedin.com slash lock.nfl. That is linkedin.com slash lock.nfl to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown uh, Dynasty podcast. We want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's talk about the Washington Commanders who officially... Uh, let go of Ron Rivera on Monday morning. This has to be a really attractive job considering the commanders have the number two overall pick in this draft. Uh, they've got weapons and Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, Jahan Dodson, even though he doesn't really ever do anything. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson. What do you expect to happen here? I really like this new era for the Washington commanders. I think this, this is probably the most uh, attractive coaching position right now, just because of the opportunity to get your franchise quarterback. Um, you have a new era, just a, a ownership that I think has really signaled a, a, a willingness to impart change. And that is probably what is going to make this job so attractive. Now, again, Probably going to mean uh, parting ways or, or not parting ways, but relegating Sam Howell back to uh, back to the benches. And that's OK. But man, if you are a manager for Terry McLaurin, especially like this might actually be the first year that you have quality head quarterback play um, mm -hmm. to deliver a ball. And I think we've seen Terry McLaurin. We've seen the play on the field shows him as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You watch him play you see him do all of those little things right. And it hasn't translated to fantasy production. I do think that in a big part is, is due to that lack of quality quarterback play. So signaling a new era, but my biggest question is, so, you know, Arthur Smith, obviously that situation, they have a number of 
top end skill position players that all have a ton of draft capital associated with them here in Washington. You know, obviously you have Jahan Dotson first round pick Terry McLaurin. He's established his role, Mm -hmm. but all of these other roles, I do feel like they don't have the draft capital associated with them. Um, Like, is there a chance that we kind of come in and and you see the next head coach want to make this team their own? They're going to, draft their own quarterback. Maybe they fill out their own running backs room. Like this might be a less than positive thing for the rest of the skill position players in this group. It's a fair point. Like I could see somebody like Curtis Samuel, just not being a favorite of the new, the new coach. Um, I think Terry McLaurin fits just about every team and every scheme. So I'm, I'm not really worried about him, but I do worry about like Brian Robinson. Maybe you'll want it. You'll see the new coach bring in somebody who is a little bit more diamond dynamic as a receiver out of the backfield. Um, I'm not going to worry too much. I think whatever coach takes this job is going to have a pretty long view. Uh, and they're probably going to be coaching Caleb Williams or Drake may, uh, I, I but I am interested to see what the commanders do here. We got a report this morning that they've requested interviews uh, with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. So that's the Lions offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Okay. Again, I've got to assume after having a defensive minded head coach for the last several years in Ron Rivera and knowing that you're, I mean, it's not, it's not a lock, but it's pretty likely that the commanders are going to draft a quarterback at number two. You would want to get him somebody that can work with him, you know, and, and develop him. So again, this is another spot where I, I'm curious to see what type of head coach do the commanders bring in to work with Drake may or Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Now in this, this uh, entire scheme, I, I think the biggest probably question is what to do with Brian Robinson and how does Brian Robinson's, you know, how does Brian Robinson's, you know, just overall trajectory in this new coaching offense, like what does that mean? Are you holding Brian Robinson? I Because he's probably the player that I'm most concerned with. Uh, I'm, buying. Of, I'm buying. I, I just think, I think he's objectively, objectively a good player. And I think whoever the coach is, is going to want to get him a lot of touches. We saw him make some more plays as a receiver yesterday. I, I think there's a chance that his value could skyrocket depending on the offensive coordinator. I don't see it falling. I, 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 they, it would be have to have to be a pretty bad hire for me to really get concerned. But I, I think there's a chance that we just see it skyrocket if it's Bobby Slovak or Ben Johnson or somebody of that caliber with an offensive backfield. Brian Robinson right now being drafted on average as the RB23 That's way too in low. Dynasty way League too football, 24 years old, 6'2", 225 pounds. Now, you did mention the one thing that I think is kind of like the kicker for Brian Robinson, not necessarily a super well-rounded back. They've used him more on the, the first and second down role, not so much in the receiving game. They've really relegated Antonio Gibson to that. And of course, why, why wouldn't they? He's a converted wide receiver. So... That makes sense. But the only concern is, again, a a lack of draft capital, a lack of, you know, maybe dynamic nature to Brian Robinson's play that there is a chance that, you know, maybe maybe the new head coach comes in and and they want a a guy that can do both. Um, So 
interesting question mark there, but obviously like we saw Brian Robinson, he was the better B Robinson than <laughs> uh John Robinson this year. Like anytime you saw the rankings and you saw B Robinson ahead, it was actually usually Brian Robinson uh, that, yeah. that had that. So I we, we've seen the upside as a pure rusher. Um, but I, I do think that he's the player on this offense with the probably widest range of outcomes here with a change at head coach. Again, I, I hate that I'm, I'm mentioning the same name over and over, but it's just it's convenient in Brian Johnson. Uh, if Brian Johnson ends up being the head coach in Washington. Ben Johnson. Sorry, Ben Johnson. I'm, I apologize. Ben Johnson. I think I would have no problem ranking Brian Robinson as a top 12 dynasty running back. That's how Ooh. much I would move him up. That that's spicy, spicy, um, spicy bold. I'm not that bold, but I like it. Maybe it's because I've had like five cups of coffee this morning, but I, <laughs> I I can see a situation where Brian Robinson just becomes the workhorse and um, he becomes the David Montgomery or the Jamal Williams uh, that, that we've seen Ben Johnson be over the last, or that we've seen Ben Johnson kind of lean to uh, when he was in Detroit. Okay. We've got some other openings that were already announced this year, such as the Chargers, uh, the Panthers. Yuck. Uh, but there's one that's really interesting to me that I want to discuss. Let me get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, listen, I don't give you a, a lot of suggestions here. But go over to the FanDuel right now. Take a, a peek at that Steelers money line against the Bills. I'm just, just telling you, it's the game is going to be way closer than what the spread is right now. So check that one out. But go to FanDuel. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet like, Live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore uh, tab. Or you can make a parlay on the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day, we've got a busy week of shows uh, for you lined up. We're going to be doing some Rookie talk at the end of the, the week, kind of recapping where we're at with this 2023 rookie class. We're going to get you prepared for round one of the playoffs. We've got some unbelievable games, uh, so make sure that you guys are downloading the Lockdown Dynasty podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Kate, okay, I want to talk about this Raiders job because this one is fascinating to me. We, uh, we got a report uh, this morning, actually, from Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report that there's mutual interest between Jim Harbaugh and Las Vegas Raiders. You saw the Raiders players yesterday after they beat the Broncos, like vehemently say that we want Antonio Pierce as our head coach. Uh, I believe they went four and four in the eight games that Antonio Pierce was the head coach. Um, this one's fascinating for me because, Kate, I could see a situation where Harbaugh comes in and instantly catapults the value of everybody on this offense, whether it's Zemir White, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer. But I also could see Antonio Pierce being the right hire because of how hard everybody plays for him. But if you've seen how this team has played over the last two months, it's very much a ball control, grind it out style of offense. 
I'm fascinated by what the Raiders are going to do here. Yeah, I mean, you look at what we've seen kind of unfold uh, in this new era, and I definitely think that, like, from a gut check standpoint, Antonio Pierce feels like the right move. I, I just think from a organization that I think could probably benefit from a boost in morale, there was no better boost in morale than Pierce in that locker room. And you saw immediately out of the gate, everybody came out to absolutely fight like a dog for this guy. And it was, it was incredibly fun to watch. I think having some of that consistency is a good thing. Now, obviously, you mentioned the the defensive side of the ball, I think, kind of dominates here for Pierce, which that could play huge into the favor of Zamir White, who we have Josh Jacobs. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't expect him back no, in with the Raiders here. Um, Going to hit free agency after playing on that, that one-year deal following the franchise tag. Zamir White could be the biggest winner of them all. And again, you look at, you know, Dynasty Startup ADP. I mean, you can get him for a song. Uh, RB59 in uh, December's batch of Dynasty Startup ADP. And again, like no circumstances have really changed here. We knew all along that there's a very small likelihood that Josh Jacobs would return to this offense. Going behind Izzy Abinaconda. Rico Dowdle. By the way, Elijah I don't think that's going to hold up. I think, I think we're going to see Zamir White's dynasty value skyrocket because he he got to play a lot over the last month and he, he looked like, good. Last like against the Broncos uh, on Sunday, 121 yards against the Colts. He was over 100 yards against the Chiefs, 145 rushing yards uh, against the Chargers. He was at like 90 yards and a touchdown. He looked good, and I think they're going to lean into him being the RB one next year. Yeah, I think out of all of these these assets here, it, you know, especially if Pierce is the guy, I I want Zamir White on pretty much all of my dynasty rosters. Um, you know, obviously had a, a concerning injury history coming out of college, but I mean, he's been handling a workhorse role and he's looked really healthy doing it. 24 years old, minimal touches at this point in his professional career like Go buy Zamir White. I agree. Now, the other name I want to mention, because <laughs> this one's tricky. We haven't heard what's going on with Bill Belichick yet. He talked this morning about how he would be open to relinquishing some control of the uh, of the front office. He's one of these guys where, like, if I have a lot of uh, players on certain teams, like Atlanta, I don't really want Bill Belichick coming to my team. Right, because I there's a lot of shenanigans that go on with Bill Je Belichick running the offense, lots of rotations, likes to use lots of rotations at receiver. So, I think on a real life perspective, I I would be excited about Bill Belichick in certain teams, but for fantasy football, I I don't really want Bill Belichick anywhere near my dynasty assets. I think that's fair. Now, on the flip side, though, are there any players in the New England Patriots offense that you think are worth buying? If this team is moving on from Bill Belichick, like with a fresh face in the building, are you going and trading for Demario Douglas, Hunter no. Henry? No. Anybody that no. uh, Ramadre Stevenson? Maybe. Okay, that's so the only you're one. Not, you're not hyped for a change no. of the guard here. In uh, I I think if New England 
gets rid of Bill Belichick, it's it's going to signal that a hard reset is coming in Foxborough. When I mean hard reset, I mean like tearing everything down, getting rid of all the older veterans, bringing in an entirely new scheme. And I think that's going to take a while. Uh, so no, I don't want any part of anything in New England if Bill Belichick leaves. And frankly, I don't know if I want him a, a part of it if Bill Belichick stays either. Yikes. Sad yeah. state of affairs here in Foxborough. It is. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for today's show. We're going to continue to monitor the head coaching moves uh, just because the NFL playoffs start next week. Doesn't mean that we can't have coaching changes. Like still lots of rumors being out there. Maybe, maybe Philly moves on from Nick Sirianni. Uh, we've got two different reports from Jake Glazer and Adam Schefter that the Pittsburgh won't fire Mike Tomlin, but he's not necessarily opposed to taking some time off either. So Again, we will be on track of uh, on top of all of this news over the next couple of weeks. We're going to continue to talk about uh, the risers and fallers in your dynasty leagues, uh, the rookies from the 2023 class. So make sure you are checking out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the show on YouTube. Uh, we post videos every single day over there. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.